1: Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports. It's myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hi, Princess. How are you today?
0: I'm good, Brittany. How about you?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, Busy life, but everything is great. (laughs) Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's get it. We got a lot to talk about. Yes, let's talk about Let's get right into it. Let's talk some sports. All right. So, I know we wasn't on last week, but we have to talk about everything that occurred this past uh, this past weekend, <laughs> actually. So, in the NFL, there are absolutely, positively no more undefeated teams for both the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, both lost in close ones, but not so great performances by either team. Princess, yes. should we panic about either team, or is it, just a little
0: too early right now. Oh, it's way too early. Um, Even though I thought Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts struggled, I thought both Mm -hmm. offenses struggled. Um, I thought Cleveland Browns' defense was um, surprising, and they really, really kind of took care of Brock Purdy. I thought it was the the worst game that I've seen him play. And maybe for Jalen Hurts, too. But I still think that both the Eagles and the 49ers are the cream of the crop, and not just of the NFC, but of of, of the NFL. I think they're the the best two teams in the NFL right now. Um, I'm concerned with the Eagles only because the injuries are starting to mount up. Um, Other than that, though, when even the rubber meets the road, and even though they had ugly games and four turnovers, um, the Eagles still almost won that game. So, um, too too soon to panic, you know. If you're a Dolphin fan, that grew up a Dolphin fan, okay, you're excited that there's no more um, talk of the undefeated and trying to do something with their record. But other than that, you know, it was one game, and I would you know venture to say that both of these teams will end up, you know, with 17 games, 15 and two, 14 and three at worst, because mm-hmm. I think they're that good. So we're you know we we hate to see this. And you want to see your team win every game, but it was just it was just the right week, and both of them went down.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's way too early to panic right now. I hear everybody saying, "Oh, you know, they look pitiful." You know, it's, it's we need to be concerned. got yeah, it is week five, guys. We're only going into week six. This is an eighteen-week season now with seventeen games. Um, I agree. It is way too early to panic. Now, for the Eagles, yes, I'm an Eagles fan, and I could be tough. They did not play good at at all. They had opportunity after opportunity, and it's not because the Jets were that good. It's just the Eagles had self-inflicting wounds. Um, I think the first half, actually, I will say the first three quarters, Daylon Hurts actually played very well. It's just that when you watch that game, the first interception, Dallas got to actually caught the ball. The heater couldn't hold on to the ball. He allowed somebody to pop it out of his hands. Then they fumbled. The running back fumbled. Then the next mm-hmm. interception, the starting, uh, uh, like you said, due to injuries, Lane Johnson goes down, and you have this backup named Jack Driscoll, who I think is just not good at all, Um, allows mm-hmm. pressure from that side for the rest of the game. That's where that next interception comes into play. And then the third one was absolutely on Jalen Hurts. He made the wrong play, but what I love about Jalen Hurts <clears throat> is he took accountability for it, or he made the wrong lead. He took accountability for it, and he said, that is my fault. I should not have threw that ball in that particular uh, uh, area. Um, so I have to give him all the credit in the world. As for the 49ers, same thing. Um, just You went up against a, a rough game. You lost Debo. You lost Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think there was a couple other players they may have lost. I can't quite remember, but – Now you have pressure, and you're going up against Cleveland, who I believe has the number one defense in the NFL. So it happens. These games happen. There is no need to panic. I hear people saying Jalen Hurts, oh, he's not what he is last year. Yeah, but that's his ceiling. We've seen his ceiling. We've seen his floor. And same thing with Christian McCaffrey, right? And I still think Christian McCaffrey has another uh, level he could tap into once he really understands – once things really start clicking, they're still both young quarterbacks. Um, I think Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey's twenty three, twenty. I'm sorry, Brock Curry's 23 twenty three, twenty four, and Jalen Hurts is twenty four, twenty five. So they still have a lot to learn. Absolutely no panic. Way too early. And personally, for a fan of a team that's constantly undefeated, it takes so much pressure off of not only the team but the fan base to say, okay, we lost one there's not as much pressure to go and do what the Dolphins did in 72. Um, you yeah. no,
0: no, I agree. There is no need to panic right now. Yeah, you know what, and Brittany, I've watched every one of the Eagles games this year, and I think they started slow several times. And mm-hmm. I think it just kind of caught up with them. Go ahead and get it out of the way. That's probably the ugliest that you're going to see Jalen Hurst and the team play all year, and now they can mm-hmm. refocus. And it's better if you're going to lose. Lose early. Don't lose late. Right. Try to, you know, gain momentum and learn from this point. No need to panic. I know as a fan we want our team to win all the time because, we we, you know, we don't want to hear the junk that anybody's going to talk about them. But we want to see. We want to win all the time. And that's just not going to happen. It's a 17-game season. That means 19 weeks. with When you add the bye weeks to it, everybody rest your nerves. Um, Jalen Hurts is still – a very good quarterback. Sirianni is still a very good coach, and mm-hmm. the franchise is still making moves. So, um, no, no need to
1: panic. Absolutely. Now, I do have. I'm not going to lie. I do have concerns with all the injuries. Last year, we were lucky enough to not get hurt. This year, it seems like every single game there's about four or five starters going down, especially yep. on a defensive side, and that can be troublesome, especially when you get ready right head into this gauntlet. And we will talk about one of those games later, which is the Dolphins. Um, but you have the Dolphins, the Cowboys twice, the Chiefs, the Buffalo, Seattle, the Niners. So you have to try to do your best to get healthy as much as possible because we're going to need everybody. And that's the same thing for the Forty ers as well. So, but it's still such a long season. No need to worry. And I'm gonna say something, Princess, because I heard Jay mm-hmm. on the Tuesday show because I couldn't make the show because I had business to handle, talking crap. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll check over him later, I guess, because I heard you. I ain't say nothing. I'm going to hold it in. But well, after it. full disclosure um, against with Larry Tisdale, who is a um, a serious Eagles fan, um, I talk a little bit of junk, too, on Monday, in full disclosure. Mm-hmm. But that was all for Larry Tisdale. <laughs> I, I told him the cheerleaders didn't look good either. And I you know and I wasn't playing around because I don't even know if the cheerleaders were there. But um, I forgot to watch a little bit of of Jason and Kevin, but I did see that you weren't there. Um, But, you know, um, it's a long season um, for sure. As a matter of fact, uh, Larry Kisdell predicted that the Cowboys would lose later on that night because it was the Monday night show, and they almost did. So, you know, if I had my pick and I wasn't such a huge fan, um, and if I've watched all the games, I would rank the Eagles, you know, um 49ers 1, the Eagles 2 in the power ranking still even after what I saw in in, in week 6. Right. So, I I will say this, it's humbling for both
1: teams. I think the I think yeah. the Niners were a little bit out of hand um after the win. I can't believe who who they won uh last week. I can't think of it. Uh, oh, Oh, the Cowboys, duh. <laughs> Um, after they beat the Cowboys, you know, things they were posting, the T-shirts, like, that. okay, it's time to calm down. So they got humbled against the Browns. And same thing with my Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think they took the Jets a little too lightly. You know, certain players could have played, but they purposely held them out because they was looking at the Jets like, ah, we got them. You got humbled. So you don't take any team lightly whatsoever from both teams. So there you go.
0: All right, Princess. Yeah, Bless and I'm sorry, teams. Brittany. And go I also thought that with without Salt Gardner, I, I I thought the Jets had no chance. You know, mm-hmm. and and I don't think that Zach Wilson played bad, but you know, but he didn't play like lights out. You could mm-hmm. tell that he was on not on the same level as Jalen Hurts. It just everything kind of fell into place and tipped balls and right. like interception, and and that's all it was. And once it snowballed, it snowballed, but. Um, we understand where they are. The only thing I can say is I am too concerned about the injuries. Hopefully they can, we can, you know, we, not we, they can get back to, um, you know, being healthy down the stretch. And, again, it's just week five or six.
1: Okay, Princess, you can say we you tell me you're a low-key Eagles fan. I can hear it. I hear it.
0: <laughs> I, I misspoke. <laughs> All right.
1: Let's move on to the NBA because the NBA is back. The official first game actually starts next week, which is – it came so mm-hmm. fast. Um, and we have so many off-season trades, so many big-time players on new teams. Damian Lillard is now a part of uh, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um uh Bradley Bill is with Phoenix, James Harden and we don't mm-hmm. know where he's going to be, but he will be moving soon, <laughs> hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um but Princess, what are you most looking forward to for this season?
0: Well, you didn't mention you didn't mention the Lakers at all. <laughs> and, and I'm oh. most looking forward to um <laughs> seeing what LeBron does. Um at 39, I think he'll turn 40 soon and um Seeing what the new additions will do, um, and I think it was didn't they get Bam? Am, am I am I just tripping? Um, maybe I am. But you know um, they they went head back and signed Austin, and and of course they have Anthony. Um, so let's see what happens. Um, and they they really went and got a lot of good nucleus pieces for the bench. Um, I, I want to see what uh, the Golden State Warriors do. And I didn't know that they're the only team or the only three players um, that have been on the same team for the past seven years. Um, And I'm speaking of Clay and Draymond and, of course, Steph Curry. So I want to see that. I'm interested to see what happens with Phoenix. um, But I've just not, I've never been a Kevin Durant fan. So I'm not a fan of any team he plays on. And that's just petty and, and silly and trivial, but, you know, we all have our our own idiosyncrasies. So um, I want to see what happens with the 76ers and how they solve the James Harden Mm -hmm. problem and and just go ahead and move on from him for sure. So those are some of the things I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to the Bucks and Damian Lillard um, and how that worked out and why he didn't go to Miami and how they survived without him. So the NBA is here, and this is listeners, this is one of her favorite seasons and favorite organizations, too, and that's the NBA. Yes, I am a
1: basketball person, first, always have been, always will be, uh, but I do love football as well. Um, but, you know, I can only play basketball growing up, so that's where my first love came in. <laughs> um, but what I'm looking most forward to, you hit it right on the nail, uh, Princess, the James Harden situation. Where is he going to go? Um, and when he does leave, leave is Tyrese Maxey going to be able to take that next level or that next step up um, to really help this team go, go in the right direction? Um, yeah. Let's see. Wh- uh, what else? Um, I- I'm curious to see what the Bucks look like. I don't know if I pin them as a the, the championship team. They're still a contender. I still think they need maybe another piece or two potentially. Um, I think that Drew Holiday did. Loss is a big loss for them, um, especially on the defensive side. I do understand that Damian Lillard will outscore a lot of people, um, but that could still hurt you losing Drew Holiday. And Boston Celtics, the fact that they added Drew Holiday to replace Marcus Smart, um, I know Drew Holiday is not the emotional leader that Marcus Smart is, but I think he is a better player. Um, I think Drew Holiday is one of the best, if not the best, two-way guards in the league right at this moment. Um, and then yeah, your Lakers. I can actually see them going back to the Western Conference Finals, um, and just seeing the more uh, competition out out there. It's, it's going to be an exciting season. Oh, and Princess, that tournament. I'm really curious to see how this in-season tournament is going to be. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, mm-hmm, I really, me too. And the, the one team that has to play the 83rd game instead of the 82nd game because they win this tournament. So. I want to see how teams Mm -hmm. teams, uh, play their players and if they're going to be more competitive as if they were going, you know, into the playoffs. So it's going to be very interesting. But, Princess, before we move on, I I have a question for you regarding James Harden Mm -hmm. because I've just been sitting back thinking and, you know, James Harden is called Daryl Morey a liar, and people immediately flock to James Harden's side. But as I sit back and think, why is it that James Hart and what a lot of people seem to get off on a lot of things? Now, this is the third team that he will be doing this with. He has a record of doing this. He does not get his mm-hmm. way or things in the court doesn't go his way. He acts out. But for some reason, people tend to go on his side because he called somebody out or he called somebody a liar. Remember, with the Nets, it was Kyrie's fault. With Sixers, it's mm-hmm. John Morris' fault. With the uh, Houston Rockets, it was the front office fault because they just couldn't get things right. Um, And then with Thunder, I know he was young at the time, but with Thunder, he just couldn't gel or he wanted more of a role. Why isn't nobody having James Harden take accountability?
0: Well, and, and that's when you know, when it's everybody else and never you. And you don't take accountability and say, hey, you know, maybe my, my lack of maturity in this situation didn't help. Um, and, and I don't know what went down with he and the owner, but for him to come out like that um, um, is, is shocking, really. Because even if you felt like that, you don't want to be the one that looks like the nut. Because, you know, the owner hadn't gotten on TV and said, well, James Harden is a liar. I think you hold that in and take that in-house and try to deal with it. And, and the best that you do, the most that you say is, I want to trade, and you leave it at that. But all of this drama, he's been disruptive everywhere he went. Um, and we can't just continue to blame these franchises. That's what James Harden is, and I've said that over and over. He's a team disruptor. And move on, 76 Sixers, whatever it takes to do that. Unfortunately, you know, um, People are wanting to, to, to get um, um, Maxi in some of these deals, and that's crazy. You're going to get um, James Harden, and that's it. We're trying to, to move him. I think if they don't trade him, if, the, if there is no trade that they like for him, I think they release him. There's no way that the 76ers should go into the regular season with James Harden, move on from him, and then start to rebuild because it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect the team. They're even starting to ask Embiid that in practice. You know, why wasn't Harden here? I mean, and so Embiid said I think he had something he was supposed to do today that was on the personal level, but he said, I don't want to be the one to have to answer for him. I want to answer my own questions and move on. And if you don't do something with Harden, that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, he's a disruptor, and he's not going to take any accountability – for anything, the failure that they had last year, because they were a good team.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I honestly, I blame this on Daryl Morey, um, not because Tartan called him a liar this year, but I just think his years of coddling Harton and 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 giving mm-hmm. Harton basically everything. And granted, right when Daryl Morey went to Houston, he brought Hank James Harden with him as a young player and said, "I want you to be the star of this team." You know, Harden has the talent. He, he works hard. He deserved it at the time. But I think they gave him so much and allowed him just to do whatever he wants. You can see it now. He looks like a spoiled, grown man that if he doesn't get his way. He throws a temp- temper tantrum. Um, it, it, I agree. It's time to move on. It's like there's a little bit of hope because you can see the potential when Harden is on the floor when he wants to play the correct way. Um the damage that this team could potentially do. But his mindset is not allowing him to. And Harden really needs to be careful because he's not – he this is his last year on this particular contract. NBA has their young stars. Nobody's looking at James Harden saying, hey, he's a young star of the future and we need him now. You're 32, 33 years old. You may not get another contract or at least the contract that you want. This could be your last year in the league, and if he wants to continue to play, I don't know if he does or not, I think he really needs to, what they say, get some act right (laughs) Um, because you don't want to all of a sudden be in the 10 years from now, oh, remember that guy named James Harden? And all of a sudden he just disappeared. So he needs to be very, very careful about how he moves forward with the situation. But we know James Harden, he doesn't care, and that might be the most dangerous thing is when a person does not care.
0: And he does not, Brittany. That, that's a good segue. He does not. And when that type of money is being rolled around and they're getting 30, 40, 60, you know, 30 or 40 million in a year, or maybe I'm escalating just a little bit, but I think he's around 28 million. You know, you start to think, well, I can go ahead because money is in the bank and I've gotten my guaranteed money, so I can go ahead and act a fool and I'm still, my, my talent is still enough. Well, someone is going to take a chance on me. And when you have those two dynamics, you can act stupid. And that really is. And you can act mature or not be um, the the man that you should be. And that's what we have here. And that's the dynamic wherever he goes. Um, whoever gets him, you know, Godspeed. But for the 76ers, which I really love this team, and for him to be the piece to get rid of... Um, gosh, your coach, um, to get, he was the main factor for them letting him go. Doc Rivers. Uh, yeah, Doc Rivers. Doc. And mm-hmm. even after that, you know, it wasn't long after that that he goes to Japan and says, you know, your owner is a liar. Stop all of that. Try to recover in the offseason and don't take that junk in there. And, and that's what he's allowed to do. let this just continue on, um, and it does not look good.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. So, going to be interesting. We'll see. Things seem like they're starting to ramp up just a little bit, although my understanding is there's still a big gap between the Sixers and whoever they are looking to try to uh, trade James Harden for. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's going to be definitely interesting the first so many months of the NBA season. And Even if he yeah. shows up, he might not even show up, which is okay by most of
0: us. All right, Princess, let's move. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I forgot this, we didn't even mention John Morant and, and, the, and the Grizzlies. And I think they, they start without him and to see how that's going to pan out and how much of a different man he comes back to be because he needs to. He's going to have to change and mature in order to survive and get rid of that whole ghetto, you know, um, I'm cool and I got a gun kind of foolishness.
1: Yeah, which is interesting because my understanding, he wasn't even raised in that type of environment. This he was just suburban kid or, you know, pretty, you know, nice, beautiful home, um, went to a decent school. My understanding, I could be absolutely wrong, but this is what I, I heard. So I don't know where well, he got the lifestyle. Well, I'm not that far then- from the
0: area he grew up in, mm-hmm. Brittany, and I'm sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt, maybe 15, 20 minutes down the road. Um, and even if his home life was what it says, because I don't know, that whole area of Sumter is that, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be cool, you got to be a part of a gang, you got to be a part of a posse, mm-hmm. and and they solve everything with shooting. Um, and mm-hmm. they're always on the news those those high schools those young people down there um and 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 I can understand why he has that type of life he may not mm-hmm. have had it at home but he was um he internalized it um in the neighborhood and that's why he runs with that whole crew like that and always has to have a group and they always got a gun and here we are going to the mall to go get my sister and mom cuz they don't call us so crazy Everybody in that whole family, stop that. And you have an opportunity with this type of money to change this generation and the generation that's coming that, after mm-hmm. that. Do that. Focus.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's got to focus. he got to uh, pay attention because if not, um, he could see his career go in the wrong direction, and we don't want that. So hopefully he learned his lesson. Exactly. And hopefully his dad also learned his lesson. Um, because yeah. you are your son's biggest mentor and influence, and you can see how close they are. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. All right, Princess, you know what we gotta talk about now, right? Uh, yeah, I know. I, you, I knew you had. were gonna put
0: it on there. I knew it. Uh uh-huh. I said well, I, I knew put on that embrace in the ceiling because it <laughs> broke my heart. So go ahead, let's get this one over with. I, I know. <laughs>
1: And it wasn't Cousin you, Princess. It was not Cousin you. We did not have the show last week, but two weeks ago, there was some man on this show that I love dearly. (laughs) He's like my big brother. But he said, silly things don't do nothing, if I can recall. Um, And he took the brains to win his game. I don't know if he's listening. He may he may not be right now. He usually does. Um, But what I got to say is, ha, 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 (laughs) ha. Um, But, no, (laughs) Phillies did beat the Braves in the NLDS. Um, I don't know if I was as surprised as most people were. And I I said it before, the Braves do struggle against the Phillies in the playoffs, although the Braves, to me, are a very talented team. I was nervous the entire series. When they beat us in game, I think it was game three, I believe. No, Um, game
0: game two. Before they they left left, Atlanta, the Braves. Right. Won that game in such dramatic fashion. Yes. Um, yeah, You know, um, and then the Braves, the Phillies, the Phillies go home and take it. But go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No,
1: no, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when they won that game, I was like, uh-oh, here we go. You know, because of that lineup of the Braves lineup of the Braves uh, uh, pitching abilities. But let me tell you something. The Phillies one through nine has just as much as has just as much talent as the Braves do and we've seen it. And I don't know where this pitching came from with the Phillies. I, I really don't. It shocked me and all, but I'm excited. But um, your thoughts on the Phillies and the Braves?
0: Um, I'm, I'm completely hurt. And the only thing that got rid of that hurt was the fact that, that the Gators won on Saturday. Um, but I could see that they did not, all of the offensive power that the Braves had, um, it did not pan out. And I really think this is, that they, the Phillies played a, a series before the Braves and the Braves had to buy. Um so they were home from um, you know, Sunday and they didn't play again until Friday. While the Phillies bats were rolling already and they beat um the Marlins and then came into the game the series with the, the Braves and were not scared. And their their bats were hot. They were hot in each game. Um and the Braves had to come back from winning in in, in game two. There was, it was 3-0, I think, in, in game three. And then the, the, the Phillies got out ahead. No, I, I thought that was a huge game, six or seven or eight um, runs in game three. And um, the Braves', Braves bat, bats never did anything. And I thought Bryce Harper was one of the keys. Um, the, the offense and the, the pitching um, went very well. And the Braves are known for both, very good pitching and very good hitting, and they didn't show up. So you got to give, once the, the playoffs start, and the same thing happened last year. The Phillies got, you know, um, did not win the division. The Braves did. They got the bye. The Phillies got hot and went all the way. And now they're up 2-0 against the, the Arizona Diamondbacks and have the opportunity to go back to the World Series again and either face the the, the Astros or the Rangers. But, um It's just one of those things. The one thing that I did enjoy is that Jay Wright and Don Staley um, threw out the first pitch. Um, I think that was in game three, and I I just love that. Um, you know. But it is what it is. But the Braves are going to have to see what kind of moves they're going to make because Mm -hmm. the regular season doesn't matter. I don't care if you win 100 games or 90 games. If you're not performing in the playoffs, then something is wrong. Um, but kudos to what the Phillies have done, and they've gotten on this run again, and they're doing it again. I hope
1: so, Princess. Um, <laughs> the, today's Tonight's game is on right now. I think it's currently tied 1-1. Uh, Diamondbacks, I think, has bases first and second, uh, a man on base. So, and the bottom of the eighth, I believe. So I'm a little nervous with this game. But the Phillies are up 2-0, so I can't freak out too much. Um, but, no, as far as the Braves, that talent, I think they're so young and they're so talented. They're going to be talented for so many more years to come. They just won, won a World Series two years ago. so um, And for them to constantly go back into the playoffs to me is incredible. I just have advice for the one guy, not a Kuna. I can't think of his name. Um, the one that said, add a boy to Harper. You might not want to test Harper anymore. And then he couldn't stay professional when he's in a Citizen Banks uh, 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 stadium going back and forth with the fans. Philly fans, you have to understand, Philly fans, we are going to show up, we are going to show out, and we are going to talk crap. That is what we do. (laughs) That is the essence of a Philadelphia fan. We are loud, we are rowdy, but we enjoy one another, and we like to have fun. And, yes, we do attack the opponents, but he just got to learn. And Ronald Acuna tried to keep him on track, but it was just hard for this young man to stay focused. He just has to learn to stay focused and everything will be okay. I kind of felt like that was getting to some of the players, just a little bit specifically him. Um, so, But he'll learn hopefully for the next year.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, let's see what the Phillies can do. Um, and all right, Princess, so I have one more topic, and that is NFL predictions. Um, let's do it. NFL predictions, let's run it down. So tonight is Thursday Night Football. Always got to talk about Thursday night football regardless of what we may or may not think of this matchup, whether it's horrible or great, but we talk about it because tonight is Thursday night. First one is Jaguars at the Saints tonight. Um, who do we have in this game?
0: Well, I'm not sure if Trevor Lawrence is going to play. He's questionable with that sprained knee. and then, um, But I'm going to go with the Jags because I'm just not um, impressed with the Saints, you know. I, I don't know if Cara is back. And Jameis Winston obviously isn't the answer. Um, he is not who they like on the bench at all. You could see that last week or while we're just here on Thursday. Yeah, I see that last week. So I think the Saints are, I don't know, inconsistent at best. So I'm going to go with the Jacks. They're 4-2. and two, And I, I think that, you know, Trevor Lawrence will play on that screen D. Let's see if he can be effective. The best that the, the Saints have is they have a, a defense, but their offense is in disarray, for sure. So I'm going Jags by three. Yeah, I think I'm gonna agree with you on this one. Um,
1: as talent as as much talent as the Saints have right now, it just seems not to be coming able to come together on an offensive side of the ball. Um, and it's primary, Derek Carr is not able to stay healthy. I know that's a big factor. Like you said, Jameson Winston is not. I don't know. He He's like, he has his moments, but then it's just like, yeah, how did you get drafted the way you got drafted? I'm glad he got drafted back then. But when you look at it now, he's still, he's not an old quarterback. He is really not. It's just things have not worked out in his favor. Um, I'm going with the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is starting. They did just come out and say he is starting. Um, I Calvin Ridley, I like that Jaguars offense. And I love what uh, Doug E.P. is doing with that young team um and he's such a great coach so i'm going to go with the jaguars and i think they're going to get him by probably about a touchdown i would say all right next game we have go ahead go ahead princess no no go ahead go ahead Jose. Okay, we have the chargers at the Chiefs. who justin herbert versus patty mahomes
0: <laughs> who do you have
1: one in this game
0: you know, I I really think the Chargers can win this one. Um I, I think the Chiefs are not the same Chiefs I'm used to seeing. They struggle to win all year. They really haven't scored a whole lot of games where they scored thirty points. And I, I think um Travis Kelsey is, is distracted with this whole Taylor Swifty thing. Um and so I, I'm actually gonna pick the Chargers at home. This is a division game and you know, it's 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 gonna be trouble. I gotta see more from the Chiefs. And it is obvious now that Patrick Mahomes can't carry every facet of the game, you know, the running backs, um, throwing to the wide receivers, although they looked a little bit better. But um, they have not scored much many points. And I think they're struggling, too, because there's no Eric the enemy there. Um, This is a different type of offense. I'm going to pick the Chargers here, um, but I'm just picking with what I'm seeing on my eyes. My heart loves the Chiefs. I'm just not impressed with them this year 2023. Yeah, you know what? I, I
1: agree with you as far as the Chiefs.
0: They're they not the same offense
1: that they were. I know they have like a lot of young players, but things just aren't flowing the same. Um, and for some reason, the Eagles get way more uh, criticism than the Chiefs do when because they, they both have different coordinators now. And I think both of them are – currently struggling due to that coordinator change. Um I think eventually they'll get out of it both 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 teams. Um but the Chiefs like you said they just don't look like out as much on that offensive side of the ball. Um as far as Justin Herbert they have a talented team on both sides of that football. They they really do. It's just that when it comes yeah. to a fourth quarter cuz I think this game is going to be close I just feel like I trust Patrick Mahomes a little bit more, let me correct that, a lot more than I do Justin Herbert, Herbert right now um, at this stage in the yeah. game. So because of that, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, but I do think it's going to be a very, very close one. Um, division games are always yeah. the hardest. Hard yeah. right, Princess, we got to go to this one. Sunday <laughs> night football. The Miami Heat – I'm sorry, the Miami Heat. The Miami Dolphins. I wish it was the Miami Heat.
0: <laughs>
1: the Miami Dolphins is coming to Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. They're Ellie Green jerseys again for the first time in many, many years. Who do you have winning this game?
0: I don't know, Brittany, but I can't <laughs> wait to watch it. You know, the last time there was a big game, it was the 49ers, Cowboys then it was over by halftime but this one I don't have a dog in the fight I actually get to watch the game and enjoy it and I think Jalen Hurst is going to be hot um, because of how you know last week went and um, I'm looking to see what happens with, with um, Tua because I think they're hot too I think this is going to be a high scoring game and I don't know if Carter, I think his name is defensive player from Georgia that was mm-hmm. drafted by the Eagles. I don't know if he's playing in this particular game. He was out last week. Um, I am going to say, though, I'm going to say Dolphins by three. Um, and I don't know if that's in my heart of wanting to see that. This is going to be a good game, but I think it's going to be a close game, and it's going to come down to who has the ball last. But um, I remember. I, I'm pretty sure I said that earlier today. I'm seeing dolphins by three, and that's putting a lot on Tua, and I don't know if he can come through. But I love that offense with him and how he's throwing to Tyreek and all of the all of the yak yards that he's getting. So uh, I'm gonna say that. Uh, the floor is yours.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> this is gonna be a, a, a interesting game, a tough game, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to just say it straight out. Uh, With all the injuries that's going on, that secondary, I'm just not sure about. You know, I know the Dolphins secondary is not the greatest at times as well. I know uh, their starting cornerbacks are struggling with injuries right now as well. Um, But right now, at this moment, if you're talking week 10, week 11, I might change my answer. But right now, at this moment, with everything I have seen, I have to go with the Dolphins as well. I, I really do. Um, I'm just so concerned with this Eagles secondary. I just don't know how they're going to keep up with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, now they got Chase Claypool. Yeah. So these are just the speedsters of the NFL. And, yes, physicality can absolutely beat fast, but you got to be healthy to be physical. And we're just not healthy. Mm-hmm. I know, I do believe Jalen Carter is coming back. I do believe Darius Slay is coming back. But it does not help the situation that's going on in this secondary right now. Um, as far as the Eagles offense, I just don't know if they'll be able to outscore this super fast um, offense of the Dolphins. I really don't. This Dolphins team has it going on. I absolutely hope that I'm completely wrong, guys. But I can see the Dolphins winning by at least seven points. I, I can. This is going to be a tough game for the Philadelphia Eagles. And after what they did last week, just yeah, some concerns, and they have to fix it. And I just don't know if they'll be able to fix it within seven days. I think we have to get to that bye week um, and really, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, 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 you know, get a refresh um, and change some things up. So in the bye week is about two weeks away. So here we go. Yeah. And last game, yeah. Princess, Monday
0: Night Football, Got the 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Well, you know, on paper, if everybody was healthy, this looks like a 49er win going away because the Vikings haven't started well, looked well, or performed well. So, but the, the 49ers are hurt, you know. They don't, they don't know about the oblique situation with, with McCaffrey. They said it's just whatever, you know, um, pain management he can have. They don't know about Debo Samuel. Um, and then there was one or two offensive linemen that went out in that game, too, and somebody on the defensive side. So, and Brock Purdy didn't, didn't look well. Um, if he can get, you know, at least McCaffrey back. And um, Iook was, was healthy. But um, Brock Purdy did not throw well and did not get him the ball well. So this is an even game. Um, and I can see the same thing, that Minnesota can win this game. Too, um, it, it, it it's hard to recover from a tough game like that, and, and the Browns' defense really, I thought, um, manhandled them and really put a lot of muscle on them. Um, so I'm going to say the Vikings win by three. What? <laughs> I'm a little shocked from that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but no, I, I can yeah. see, I can see that
0: because, I, but only because Debo's gone, and if mm-hmm. if McCaffrey's out, who who who's back there, that they can get ready in a yeah. week's time to, to you know, to really run that office and, and take care of all of the block assignments. And, you know, so um, Brock Purdy is a man, but he didn't look well either with all of his weapons. Can they adjust and be ready for the Vikings, who's going to throw the ball everywhere? And the Vikings are going to score, you know. They just don't have a defense. So it comes down to, you know, 28-31, 38-28. Who is? wins? I, I, I say the Vikings pulled this one out, you know, for sure. And it's good to go ahead and go have the valleys now because these are two teams, I'm speaking of the Eagles and the 49ers, that I think are headed to the playoffs and will win their divisions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can absolutely see why you, why you think that. I think with Brian Flores, the defensive coordinator for the Vikings, he's going to throw a lot of blitzes. Mm-hmm. He's, I think they yeah. the highest blitz team in the in the NFL – as of right now, and we've seen it every single game the Vikings have played. They blitz a lot, and they put a lot of pressure on your quarterback. Um, I like Brad Purdy, but how does he? How will he handle that in this particular game? He didn't do too well Browns um, last week, but again, that's the number one overall defense. The Vikings aren't ranked as high, but like you said, if they're missing Debo, if they're missing CMC, it could cause some some issues for um The 49ers, but with that all being said, the 49ers defense is also great going up against Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and it's a prime time game. You know, Kirk Cousins' record in prime time, and I know we always say that, but it always <laughs> seems to somehow be true. Um Justin Jefferson is still on IR. I do like their younger receivers. Mm-hmm. I just think the 49ers defense is going to hold on. Um, and a lot of 49ers to pull out this victory. So I'm going to say the 49ers won this game, but I also agree. I think okay. it will be a closer game than what most people would think it, it would be. Yeah. Yeah. All right, princess.
0: you want to head into break, or you want to go right into your
1: – No, we, your we're going to go
0: right into too long. We're not going to take a break. And I want to start with Shadour Sanders. Um, you know, I want to start first, though, and say um, – Get well soon, Anthony Richardson. Um, I don't know what's wrong with that shoulder, but he is now out for the year with the Indianapolis Colts. So I guess they go with Gardner Minshew. But get well soon, Anthony Richardson. Your rookie season, and it lasts about six weeks um, for sure. But I want to talk Shadour Sanders, um, Colorado Buffalo's um, quarterback and, of course, Coach Prime's son. But at halftime of the Stanford game on last Friday, he decided to tweet um, and to be on Instagram, and on Instagram he posted the links to his coding line, and he also posted on Instagram, the Stanford is cooked. They were up 29-0 at that point. So um, while he was in halftime, I don't know, you know, obviously maybe the coaches didn't see him. I don't know who saw him. He was on Instagram, and obviously he wasn't worried about how that would look because, of course, we can look at your post and say, okay, it was posted an hour ago or two hours ago or 30 minutes ago, whatever, he wasn't concerned about who would discover that, I guess because he thought they were going to win handily. They ended up losing in double overtime. Your thoughts about this, and, and that is your generation too, Brittany, and the fact that so many are attracted to social media and letting everybody know what's going on, here's my link, here's that. Your thoughts about this whole situation?
1: Princess, I'm not claiming that generation. I'm gonna say I'm one generation prior because <laughs> when I was younger, we didn't have cell phones until the 2000s. Um, so I'm claiming mm-hmm. that generation. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> honestly, look, I love this Colorado team. I love what Prime uh, uh, Coach Prime is doing. I love Shador Sanders, but to me, it's a humbling moment, and that's the moment this young man really needs to learn. Don't be too high high up. Don't don't get too high on your horse um don't make sure you stay level-headed make sure you stay focused because clearly clearly they lost their focus during halftime thought one Mm -hmm. thing because you've blown the team out show a little bit more respect for this particular team humble yourself clearly you did not do that in that particular moment and now you see what happens um it's a learning experience for them i'm not too happy of it about it um personally but you know, if I had a son or a daughter who plays sports, I'm a little too young to have a son or daughter who plays sports around his age, but if I did, <laughs> if I was older, I would tell him, no, don't do that. you know that's you you' mm-hmm. you don't have respect for your opponent, and you should never ever go out in that way. They got humble and they well deserved humble um and I'm pretty sure coach Prime talked to him after the game, he probably didn't even talk to him in that particular moment. Um, but I'm not sure if you've seen that or not. But definitely after the game, don't let it happen again. But definitely make sure you learn your lesson. You're entitled to make mistakes, and that was a big mistake, and I think he'll, he'll learn his lesson from there. But he's such a talented quarterback, so
0: no will win some more. Yeah? Yeah, he is a um, talented quarterback. And obviously, you know, um, he has learned from his father, too. And his father markets in, in, in and sells everything and and that's good but at some point you gotta you gotta be different than that right. um so we'll see yeah we, we'll see what happens let's go into okay. um the nfl first go ahead i was gonna say i'm sorry
1: but i will say this the one thing from watching deion sanders play and i we've seen documentaries deion sanders when he was playing he studied and studied his butt off like so he deserved her the right he never did it really during the halftime uh, Well, they didn't mm-hmm. have instagram back then um but he <laughs> put the work in he absolutely put the work in you know watching documentaries he would go in the locker room and just watch film before the game after the game during the game so he studied his opponent and he worked his butt off and shador sanders has to learn that you could do all the rah-rah stuff but are you doing the work mm-hmm. um uh, as well, so it's, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it is interesting, and and I know that generation. You know, it's hard to kind of reel in um, a college quarterback who is making four point nine million this year and riding around cam- campus in an Aston Martin, um, uh-huh. and you know, his dad is Coach Pine. You know, there's a lot of different elements there, and I don't know how you corral all of them. I don't think he saw anything wrong at that point, being up 29-0 and running all over Stanford, um, that there was anything wrong with getting on Instagram because, you know, he felt that team was done. So um, a a lot to learn then. Hopefully that will be a humbling experience from for him, um, and hopefully he can mature from that. I really hope so because I don't think he'll be suspended for being on, Instagram at halftime. Um, They need him at quarterback, and that's the coach's son. Absolutely, so, yeah. Let's go into the NFL. I want to get your power rank as your top five NFL teams, as you see right now in week seven. Um, Who do you have at one, two, three, four, and five? All right, so this is a little tricky because there's so much (laughs) – I don't
1: really think I see one team that's way above the others. Um, that's right. But at five right now, I'm going to say the Bills. Um, and I wasn't sure if I should put the Bills there. I wasn't sure if I should put the Lions there. I think the Lions are mm-hmm. almost there. I know they they have a better record than the Bills. I just don't think they're quite there yet. But they're there. They're they're getting right there with the rest of them. So five, I'm going to put the Bills Um Mm -hmm. Four, I'm actually going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the coordinators, the switching of the coordinators, is causing a lot of communication issues. Um, And you can see Mm -hmm. them still. You know, the younger guys who are drafted uh, uh, rookies, you can see them struggling, especially on the defensive side. They're late to covering one of the receivers. You know, you can see the confusion on the field. And plus, on top of that, the injuries. So that doesn't really help the situation. And Jalen Hurts has been – he's seeing a lot of different things from defenses, and then he's trying to work through and work out, and you kind of see that – see him going through that uh, that transformation this year. Last year was a little different about what he was seeing from defenses. They're throwing everything at him now, which is a good learning process, um, but they're currently struggling with everything. Uh, Three – I have the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins. I think defensively they need some work, but, boy, offensively, they are. it's hard to stop this team. It really is. I know the Bills stopped them, but it is hard to stop. You do not have the players that the Bills have on defense when they are healthy. Um, they're averaging 30, almost 40 points a game and at least 500 yards per game. That's unheard of. Two, I have the 49ers right now. Um, I just think they're clicking on all cylinders. I know they lost against the Browns, but, again, that's one game that they lost. Um, I think when everybody's healthy and they're clicking, they're all in a roll right now. Um, it may change against different competition. I'm not sure, but that's the same with a lot of these teams. And, number one, I had to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, look, they won the Super Bowl last year. I know they're going through their struggles as well, different coordinator. I do believe they are missing Eric DeAnime, which I did say um, that could be a possibility. I love Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a great play caller, but there were certain things that Eric enemy was picking out that Andy Reid is currently not seeing right at this moment. Um, and their defense is young, but Steve Spagnuolo has these young players playing very well, and you have Chris Jones, and then you got the best quarterback on your team, so that answers that. <laughs> so that is my top five. I think Princess is on mute, guys. Uh, I
0: think he is. but I, know uh, I sure was. Uh. And I was just talking <laughs> away. <laughs> so at number five, I have the Detroit Lions. I have liked Dan Campbell for a couple of years now and how he approaches the coaching. Um, his, his coaching style I really like. But I also like golf. And at five and one, um, I would say the Detroit Lions are back. At number four, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think they've struggled, and and when I say they've struggled, they haven't scored as many points and dominated like I'm used to seeing them dominate, and I'd like to see um, that more. And at number three, I have the Philadelphia Eagles, Um, and, you know, most of the year they've been at number one for me um, as far as power rankings are. Um, At number two, I have the San Francisco 49ers, And Brock Purdy, even though these two teams lost two and three, I still think they are probably the best teams in the NFL right now. And at number one, even though they struggle on defense, I love watching the Miami Dolphins in their offense. (laughs) Um, And I love watching Tyreek Hill. And really, I don't don't know if I'm looking at it as a football purist and, and looking at the coverages as much as I am. Wow, I love to see offense. Um I don't particularly care for defense and all the hard hitting unless it's my team and 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 they're winning by 50. But um I love to see a, a high scoring game and that's what the Dolphins give. So I got them at one right now and I think this is probably um mirrors um uh, Kevin Kevin Walker's power rankings and we have that listed on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Um so that's that's my top five. Um, For sure So um, Go ahead Tyreek Hill almost has a
1: thousand Yards, he's only like 180 Yards away (laughs) and we're only in Week 6
0: That is crazy to me That is outrageous That is outrageous And and that's where we are now Um, Because um, Tua is Throwing um, Tua is throwing I don't know 15 yard passes and then Tyreek is is running another seventy yards with it. And 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 he has a lot of yards after catch. And so that's what's happening. And, you know, he I, I didn't even know that though, that he was almost at a thousand yards and we we're in week six. We're not even at the halfway point. We're not at the halfway oh. point. Is that not amazing? <laughs> I'm I'm even more nervous for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be you know what? And then Jalen Waddell I think he got a touchdown on, on, um, on, on Sunday. And I watched that game and now so the, the audience and the crowd are doing the waddle. He waddles on the sideline and I guess he's wobbling back and forth. So but they call it the waddle and now the, the fans are doing it when he scores the touchdown. Okay. As a grown woman, I, I you know, even if that was my son, I'm not out there wobbling like that, but, um, such a cute demonstration of it. For sure I found that interesting. Um, you know, when I watched the Miami Dolphins this past weekend. It's gonna be a good game. That's the game that I'm definitely gonna be on the thread, um, for sure, uh, to see, you know, you your all's thoughts. Um I'm that's going off to, and you, all you and Larry Kazillion. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> you all are gonna be quiet. Let's see if we can squeeze in your top five for college football. Brittany, I know we haven't talked about this in quite some time, but we're in week seven or eight in college football. Oh, my goodness. It's almost coming up to Thanksgiving. You're, at least your top three, if you have them. Uh, my top three? Oh, that
1: changes things a little yeah. bit. Um. Well, my top three, <laughs> I did Penn, Penn State at three, actually. Um, They're a great mm-hmm. team. They, they really are. I know I'm an Ohio yeah. State fan, and I do support Penn State, although I'm an Ohio State fan because that's home. Although they're, like, four hours away, but it's still home. Um, um, They're a great team, a dangerous team. You know, offensively, they're good. Defensively, they're scary. Um, So it's interesting because they go against my Ohio State this weekend, which is going to be an exciting game. And I actually have Ohio State at 4. Kickoff at noon,
0: 12 o'clock.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes. And I'm going to sit down and hopefully be able to watch it. I think, oh, wait. Nope, I'm going to catch it on DVR or something. Mm-hmm. watch am on the phone. Um, two, I do have oh, – this is the one team I really want, don't want to say right now. Um, Michigan. <laughs> I have Michigan at number two right now.
0: Mm-hmm. They're, they're
1: good. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. They're good. I can't stand Michigan. They get on my nerves. Everything about them gets on my nerves, but they are a very good team. And number one, I do have Georgia. I just think Georgia is just the best team right now in college football. Um, they're hitting on all cylinders as of right now. But so if I'm going to be honest, amongst all of these teams, you know, four, I have Ohio State, five, I have Florida State. Um, I think this can change any which way. Uh, uh, I think these teams are actually a lot closer than what most people will think they are. You know, if this was last year, mm-hmm. Georgia by far and away. But I think this year is such a, what does Stephen A. Smith say going first take, fluid list this is definitely a week-by-week week thing <laughs> and anything can change at any moment and I like when college football is like this. I like when it's more competition yeah. Yeah. on different teams. I think it makes college football better.
0: I agree with you. I agree with you. So I, I don't have Georgia in my top three because I unfortunately watch every one of their games and I think they started slow and struggle and they struggle mm-hmm. against Vanderbilt. Um, it was the first time in 17 years that Vanderbilt had more points than they did at any point in a game. Um, and I've seen them struggle a lot this year. But it's it's awesome to struggle and still win, and they're still undefeated. As a matter of fact, I think they're 23 or 24 games straight that they won. They didn't lose it all last year. They haven't lost this year and the year before that. So, and remember – They've now won two national championships back-to-back. But I have Penn State at number three. Um, I like James Franklin and what he's doing there. I want to see what he does against Ohio State. He's currently one and eight against Ohio State, but he has has hasn't the number five defense in the country. So I want to see what he does with that. Um, his quarterback, Drew Allen, is a um, native of of Ohio, and he is now doing really well with Penn State. So they are at three. I have number two, Michigan. I like what J.J. Um, McCarthy is doing there. They have themselves a quarterback, and they really look good on offense and defense. My number one team is Washington and the Huskies, and Michael Penix Jr., the African-American quarterback, who's doing really well. I like his story, love his story. Um tore ACL in in the left knee one year, the right knee the next year, and they just came off of a big win over Oregon, first time in quite some time or in history that Oregon and Washington entered into a contest, and they both were ranked in the top ten, and um, Washington came out on that game by three points, so... The Huskies one, um, Michigan two, and Penn State three. I have Georgia at four and FSU at five, and that pains and hurts my soul to say FSU is successful at anything. But college football and the NFL are strong right now um, in full gear, full force. And then here comes the playoffs in Major League baseball, and now it is the NBA time, which means that college basketball is not that far behind. I always say to you, Brittany, I love this time of the year. Um, It is filled with sports and anything you want to do. Um, What else do you have for us, Brittany?
1: Well, my Phillies just lost.
0: But it's okay. They
1: lost two. It's one game. They're still up in the series 2-1. to I just felt like this is a game they should have won because you got Ranger Suarez, who's, like, our third best um, starting uh, pitcher. Um, but they lost in a tough one. The offense did not show up in this one at all. But it's okay. We got another game tomorrow, so hopefully we could get that one um, and then get the last one because we're not, you know, the next two games are still in Arizona. Um, and then also I have to give a shout-out, My Liberty lost the finals, and I have to give a shout-out to the Aces. Asia (laughs) Wilson is a beast. She is a beast. She really is. She's she's the best player in the WNBA. So shout-out to them, and congratulations.
0: Yeah, Don Staley was at the game. um, But without Chelsea Gray, I thought they pulled that one off. And Asia Wilson has made herself a superstar in the WNBA. I don't know if I saw that coming with her coming out of – Um, high school here in Columbia, South Carolina, and then, of course, going um, to the University of South Carolina. I thought her game needed some work, and she has worked on her game, and it is really good. So we're going to leave it there. We're about to run out of time, Brittany. I don't want the show to cut off on us. Have a great weekend, and I appreciate you. This was a great show, a full hour we were able to get in today. Um, I appreciate that. Absolutely, and go Eagles, our hope. (laughs) <laughs> go Eagles, go Dolphins! I can't wait for that game. Don't turn off your notifications. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna text <laughs> you for sure. <laughs> Never had it so good. She knows sports with Brittany and Princess. I am Princess Cooper with my co-host Brittany Jones. Have a great weekend, Brittany Jones. Um, great weekend to our listeners. Never had it so good. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase
1: necessary. BDW proof. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.